The Jack of All Nerds is recorded by a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today. It's electroshock therapy time. <laughs> Wakanda forever and never to part. Wakanda forever, it's true. You puny rangers, make my monster grow! Whoa, Rita's a man? Welcome back to more cooking with Bane. Grilling is your ally. Now's not the time to sear. That comes later. You've been listening to the G Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show. All right, so he's blue, right? We've seen that in the new trailer. Right. But then, like, the lower half of him is a vapor trail. Is that also, like, his, his junk? Is it, like, an I, avatar I think thing? That, or he I just... think that's that's what they call the happy trail. Like, he plugs it into yeah, something? Yeah, he plugs So, Guys, we're disconnect live. from the real life. Oh. We are live! Sorry. Hey! Oh, hey! What's up, everybody? Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Welcome to the Jack of All Nerds show, coming to you from NerdBot Studios in Alhambra, California. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me, as always, Mr. Derek Murray. Hello, everyone. And, of course, the chairman of the board, Mr. Danny Anthony. Hi, guys. Hey-o. Hey-o. Uh, Q says, what's up? I actually don't know if the the emphasis was on the up, but he had a lot of exclamation points. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, look, he was uh, first to the key. It so. would be, I think it would first be weird. <laughs> I feel like it would be weird if it was, if it was, what's up? I think that would be weird. Would it? Would it? I, I think so. Yeah. Maybe he was yeah. doing it like Martin. <laughs> what's up? Uh, Neil Schaefer says, hello. And Q says, Mikey, love the Batman shirt. Thank you. Thank you. But it's also, bam, surprise Superman, motherfucker. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, I, think... I, I go both ways. I go but both ways. Clearly. Clearly you do. Somebody please don't take that and make an out of context clip of it. <laughs> what you, uh, what you don't know is that Mike's also wearing Wonder Woman underwear. Yes. He's got the Trinity true. on yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 And, uh, green, true. green Lantern socks because that's where he belongs. Um, so anyway, <laughs> it's not, um, are, are you wearing Aquaman <laughs> Pants? What's cufflinks? Oh, got it. But because I, that's where he belongs. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have cuffs though, so it's, it's my weird. man. It's weird. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Wright says hello from Winnipeg, Canada. Whoa, Whoa. hello there, eh? international baby. Danny with his, with, with, his my, with my Minnesota Canadian. I, I, would, I would like to apologize on behalf of the Jack of All Nerds <laughs> if that was uh, racist and offensive on Danny's part. This is why he's not allowed on screen. Richard Wright says, "Do you clowns know where the peg is? It's in Canada, <laughs> in the Winnipeg, Manitoba." There you go. Yeah. Um, hey, so real quickly, guys, I just want to make sure because last uh, last Sunday we had a, an audio problem and we were kind of coming in kind of light for about 12 minutes until someone told us. So if there is any uh, audio issues, please let us know in the chat so that we can correct them early on. Yes. So you can hear the sweet, sweet dulcet tones of Derek doing little sweet. <laughs> Or the sweet, sweet racist tones of me. That, yes, or that. Yeah. Well, now I feel like Danny has to be racist for the rest it's of the, the show, show, and I have to. It's be okay. A little it's sweet. okay. I'll just do an impression of Mike doing an impression of T'Challa. Yeah. And I'll cover but, all the bases. But see, that's not racist because it came from the heart. 
Honestly, man, there's been too much blackface going around. I think anything you do on this show whoa, wouldn't whoa, whoa. be that. First off, it wasn't what I did wasn't even black voice. It was. <laughs> I, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can all agree it was Asian, if anything. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. What the fuck is black voice? <laughs> it's just a whole new spectrum. I just, I just did it. It's just, right. a, you, you just get, damn, man. Shit. There you go. And again, again, keeping in mind. The fuck? Danny's the racist one. Yes. So. Oh, my God. Half of me is so offended right now. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow this uh i think i just watched i just watched the black half of you walk out of the room <laughs> I did. I did. if i could stand up and laugh in a circle i absolutely would <laughs> that took a weird turn yes it did. Wow. it did but welcome to the show everyone oh, yes uh so wow. tonight on the show coming up a little bit later on guys tonight we're gonna play a little game um, that's right. We have six torture devices set up and we're going to watch as people have to like saw themselves in half to get yeah, out of them. Mike has finally let some of these people out of their murder basement yeah. to be murdered, to be fair, yeah. but they, they get, you know, they have a very small chance to live. This yeah. uh, look, you, you know what? We're going to address this tonight because I get all the flack. Everyone's like, he's got a murder basement, but Derek, every chance he gets is like, what? There's a new murder, uh, serial killer show on Netflix. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to watch and learn how. So no, see, see, Mike, I'm still in my studying face I, yeah. I haven't graduated no i think you're the real villain and i'm just the one that everyone thinks is the villain so you're the guy that derek's gonna pin it on yes because you have the profile yeah yes Derek exactly not. that checks exactly. out exactly that checks out so anyway uh coming up later on so uh we're gonna we're gonna play a little Timothy game tonight. says well awkward time to join the show <laughs> And with the chat delay, it's hard to know where he came yeah. in on. But. Honestly, it could have been anything we've been talking about since we started. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to play a little game that, I, that I've cooked up that I've been developing uh, called Pitch Room. And uh, it involves you guys. So we'll get more details on that uh, when very, we get there. Very excited to play this game, guys. As you, am I. You do not yeah. want to miss it. Yeah. It's, but first up, we got to talk about the people who allow us to be here in the studio. That's right. I'm talking about the sponsors, everybody. First up, the Etowanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. There you go. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's right. Uh, conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etowanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. It's the sweet one. Has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, and beer, uh, and also other alcoholic beverages. It's right. You know, they do mixed drinks. They, you get your pina coladas. I assume. Uh, Strawberry Mike, daiquiris? Mike um, does not drink. I don't think so, because I don't think they have a blender. Oh. It's like some like rule or something so that they, they have to abide by. So when you go to the roadhouse, they give it to you hard. Yeah, they give it to you on the rocks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hard on the rocks. All right. Uh, also, I said roadhouse like three times. <laughs> Nothing. Roadhouse. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Th- Thank you. Little lady doing a little sweet now. <laughs> Oh my God! We don't even need you to do a little sweet anymore. Wow! Uh, I will exit. What uh, a revelation! <laughs> uh, for more information, visit facebook.com forward slash e Roadhouse. Both the of you. Roadhouse. Sweet the pinnacle out at the Roadhouse. That's right, baby. You got to know how to continue uh, and improvise, bitch. <laughs> well, I just—if I improvise one thing, you improvise another thing. It's just going to sound like noise. <laughs> 
We're gonna have to work out harmonies now. Yeah. This is this is way too. Well, I, I can go low. You, you guys, can do high. You guys wanna, we'll, find, you wanna, we'll find it. You want to book some studio time? I think so. <laughs> I think so, guys. Yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, our duet record is coming out uh, yeah. at Christmas. Yeah, little sweet in the pips. It's uh, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Uh, Timothy Jason says, hey, from Missouri. Q says, Derek, that last note was a little high. LOL. <laughs> Richard Wright says, Roadhouse. Yeah. I just said Roadhouse again. You, you did, but it was followed up by the Aquaman. Oh, yeah. 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 So, does, I don't think yeah. that counts. Well, you could throw in well, a... Man, we could do that. Roadhouse. Let's be doing Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could throw in that My little high-pitched scream he does when he dives out the plane in the movie. The, his, his yeehaw or whatever, I don't know what his, it is. Uh, whatever Aquaman does, I can't do it. I just imagine it's what Kid Rock would do. It's, it's the goofy. The it's, it's the goofy sound when he jumps off a cliff or flies off a cliff. That, uh, ah, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah, that, that. yeah, that that sounds about. Nah, right. it's, it's more macho than that. Yeah, a little bit, little, little it's, bit. It's 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 both more macho and more effeminate. Like in the same, <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, I don't it know works. how he does it. I don't it know works. How he does it. Uh, next up, the I almost said Edwana Roadhouse again. The, <laughs> They're a double sponsor. Uh, next up, The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're purchasing tickets in the uh, Claremont, California, or Jacksonville, Florida locations, use the promo code CRIME to get a 10% discount. All right. All right. Also, guys, check out Four Color Fantasies comic book store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. It is the IE's greatest comic book shop. Uh, they have all your comic and collectible needs, and they do a lot of cool events. I know I have been promoting um, the Captain Marvel private screening, but uh, we just got an update that yeah. they, uh, they will not be doing that screening. The theater apparently... Stiffed him, didn't didn't get back to him in time, and it's just too late to do it. So yeah. their next planned uh, screening, I believe, is Avengers. Uh, Shazam. Yeah, right. Shazam. It, yeah, Shazam. I think comes out before yeah. Avengers. Yeah, okay. like right before it. So it's going to be the other Captain Marvel. <laughs> yes, this is true. Yes, yeah. but uh, we'll have more information about that. You know, when we get there. So. Yes, that sponsors everybody. That that actually kind of hurt my soul a little bit, like because I was getting pumped for that. Yeah, no, when we found it out, we were like, "Well, that's a that's a tough blow." Uh, we were we were really looking forward. To, I mean, we're still going to see it, but we're looking forward to doing the uh, the private screening because they're honestly yeah. they're a lot of fun. So a lot of good uh, fun. Just because they're not doing this one, definitely sign up for the uh, the real Captain Marvel. Eh? Uh, eh? Timothy Lyra, if I could, I would get on camera right now and do a haka, but I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Be- one because the show isn't that long, and two, and, and because, two because I don't want to come off as even more racist I, I was than I already say, have. Two because you're racist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I don't want to see Danny imitating it at all. Like, it wouldn't be imitation, man. No, no, it, it would be though. It would. It, be. it would be. It it would essentially be you doing Samoa face and. <laughs> I mean, unless, is that like a cookie face? Is that is that where we're yeah, going with that? Yeah. Unless okay. we discovered that Danny was the actual voice all along. That that is true, and and as we've known uh, with makes Danny, it, makes it even weirder. Uh, he's he's got tons of voices. So he does not just the ones in his head. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones you were hearing. I have Christopher Walken in my head. I believe it. I I actually believe that <laughs> your all of your thoughts are filtered through Bobcat Goldthwait. It, it explains I, a lot. I think that's. I think you think in Bobcat. That's that's what I've discovered. Do I want cereal pancakes? <laughs> uh, Ashley Thomas says yes. Shazam. 
And uh, Sean Shart. That's a oh, that is an unfortunate last name. <laughs> it's it's a birth name too. I think uh, says the real Captain Marvel. And yes, you are correct. Yes, yes, uh, I, I stand by he, it. He was the first. Yes, of the of the captains. Yes, of the Marvel. Uh, so, which uh, it's just weird that he's not now. But they, like they legally changed it to there was a court hearing and everything. He was adopted yeah. by Shazam, by the wizard Shazam. <laughs> and they, they legally yeah, it was, changed it was his a whole name. custody battle of who got Captain Marvel. And, you know, of course, the woman always wins in court battles. So I get it. Yep. Totally makes sense. Yep. But, but anyway, guys, uh, so yeah, that, that was sponsors. Um, so last week on the show, we announced our Oscar nominees for our upcoming uh, Jacademy Awards, which will be the week after the uh, Academy Awards show. And everybody that was viewing was like, hey, let us partake. And you asked and you received. Yes. So if you head on over to jackofallnerdshow.com and go to the contest page, um, you can submit. I have a nice, beautiful form laid out where you just put in your name, your email address, and then you just click the nominees that you think are going to win and submit it. And then um, what I'll do is after the Oscars, I'll go through to everyone who submits. I'll tally them up. And whoever gets the most correct out of those is going to win some stuff. Yeah. There you go, guys. I can't get too specific, but it's mostly, it's going to be digital movies, guys. So, uh, there's going to be a copy of, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok in there. Ooh. There's going to be a copy of Ragnarok. Once Upon a Deadpool. Okay. And there's going to be all five diehards. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Four for the price of five. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get all that and possibly more. Who knows? We'll see how the month goes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, head on over there, jackofallnerdshow.com. Uh, just click on the, uh, I think it's under stuff, fun stuff, other stuff, extras. It's one of those words at the top. He's got all the words. It's on the contest page. So yeah, do it. Do it. That's, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, I guess let's get on to our Netflix, Netflix of the week, everybody. Awesome. Uh, I think I believe I'm first this week. Uh, yes, you did Carmen San Diego, correct? I did Carmen San Diego. I, mean, I mean, I watched Carmen San Diego. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. So, <laughs> was she on Earth? Uh, she was. Okay. She was on Earth, never in space. Um, so this this new version of Carmen San Diego is it's voiced by Gina Rodriguez. Okay. Which uh, I think was interesting because we just saw Miss Bala, Bala yep. with her as well. I, I, I watched all of it. It was not terribly long. They're like 24 minute episodes and there was, I think like eight or something, eight or okay. nine episodes for the first season. Um, it's, it's fine. It, uh, it hits a lot of the notes that Carmen San Diego, like of old used to hit. Like anytime they're going to a new country, uh, they, they give like educational details about the country and they kind of try to mask it like it's her and her her computer guy like talking back and forth right. and it's like nobody talks like that but cool um and they, there's nods to other iterations of Carmen San Diego like the uh, the cartoon show from in the, in the 90s from the 90s yeah. there's the two main characters from that show are her like sidekicks oh, in okay. this one and uh there's a character who goes he's the computer hacker and he goes by a player so when she when she contacts him, she uh, says player, which is a nod to like yeah. the computer game. Player C five us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. And um and then they use the there's a scene where they're in an elevator and the uh, the old uh video game or the game show theme song was playing. 
as elevator music. That's awesome. Uh, that's pretty good. So there's some great like nods to the other stuff. Yeah. The thing that I don't really care for, and I'm not saying that it's done poorly. I'm just kind of over the taking the villain and making them the hero business mm. or, or the anti-hero because that's really where the story goes. And it's not spoiling anything. Like the, when you watch the little Netflix trailer, it shows her as the the good guy. So right. it's um, yeah. And then there's like stuff that makes it. Almost like they're alluding to the fact that maybe the authorities, she's like she's always been good and the authorities just thought she was bad. Mm-hmm. But mm, no, she she ran vile, guys. That was her organization <laughs> in all the games and stuff. But they've, they've flipped it on its head. Uh, but it's I think it's entertaining. It's, okay. it's got some interesting characters. And like I said, it's still for for kids. I think it is very good because it does have all that educational information about the world and geography and, and stuff like that in mixed into the episodes. Nice. So. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I give it a 3.5 out of five. Like I said, the only reason it's it doesn't get like a four is because I just I'm I'm over the taking villains and making them good. Yeah, like the anti-hero thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. What's next? What's next is Round Planet. Rude. <laughs> and I, I love that you said that because I watched this and I'm like, oh my God, David Attenborough is going to kill somebody. And I was going through the IMDb on this um, and found that one of the interesting facts is that David Attenborough was so pissed off when this came out that like he wrote a letter to the producers of the show and he was just like, how dare you? How dare you make fun of like all these camera people and producers that went to these locations and just spoof on them. Wait, is that so? Okay, uh, maybe I don't understand the concept of the show. Okay, so this show it's pretty much taking like Planet Earth and Blue Planet, all the stuff that like David Attenborough does. Okay, and just like makes fun of it. Uh, like for I watched two episodes and both had to do with like uh, the Arctic, and so the guy who narrates this it's uh, Matt Davis, but he plays a character narrator. Okay. Um, but literally the whole time he's just like making jokes about all the animals and like half of the, uh, one of the Arctic episodes, he was just like, where's my panini? And he's like talking to the producer. Cause he's, this is, it's literally just like, I'm guessing this was like pitched at kids mm-hmm. and he's just like making it, you know, trying to make it fun and funny. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it really just doesn't work. It really falls flat. So, but it's essentially just a parody of it is, educational yeah. documentary mm, shows. Yes. Okay. Um, and like, yeah, I, I, I watched it. I'm like, dude, this is just not working. Um, and like, I can totally, I, I can totally jump on David Attenborough's bandwagon about how pissed off he was mm-hmm. because like this guy, Matt, uh, Lucas tries his best to sound like David Attenborough. Mm. And he kind of gets close, but then it comes off like, uh, Eric Idle a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I feel like they're wildly different, but okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, like you, you'll tune into it. It's like, oh, cool. Like, uh, this is one of those planet earth things and like the voice is British. Like you're like, okay, it is. And then you start making jokes and it's like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And it's not even funny. Mm. It'd be funny if it was a one-off thing and it was done well, but to like make it a whole series, yeah, like it's a I, whole series. Yeah, I feel like just, the joke would seems, lose its luster after yeah, the first it seems episode. Really out of place because I, when I think of like uh, like uh, Planet Earth parodies, I think of like the Honey Badger video, which is you know the the Honey Badger video is funny because it's an isolated incident, or yeah. uh, the uh, when people kind of do like the voiceovers of the animals when you have the you know, the, <laughs> the, the Alan. Alan, 
Alan, like that kind of stuff. Like that shit's funny, but that shit's funny because it's short clips of, and they're not, they're not necessarily poking fun at anybody that's done any kind of work on things like planet earth and, and all of that, because I'm a huge planet earth fan. So for me, uh, and, and, uh, I think it's uh blue planet two, I think is the one that does it where not only do they show all of the amazing shots and the new stuff that they do, but like they give you behind the scenes of the things that these people have to do to capture this footage. Mm -hmm. And it's, fucking incredible so to me it's like to make a parody of that mm. that's not what's funny you know what i mean like so yeah i can i can see how it can fall flat pretty quick yeah okay. and it's and yeah so uh, i'm giving it like like maybe a two uh okay. just because i like i can appreciate them trying to make it more fun and interesting but the execution was just not there uh, Tim Lira says, things you should never hear at a pitch meeting. Let's make insert name here into another spinal tap. <laughs> <laughs> Except for all the other movies they made. That, that group of yeah, people. That, yeah, yeah. That were essentially that. Yeah. Right. Um, right. All right. What are you, what are you giving this one then? I'm giving it a two. Two. Two, two, two out, out of five. five. Okay. Yeah. Pretty low. All right, and then uh, yeah, we're getting getting into Derek's uh, serial killer killer fetish. Ah, oh, my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, the Ted Bundy tapes. Uh, everybody was like, "Don't watch the Ted Bundy tapes alone," and I was like, "Fucking challenge accepted." That's because everybody that's watched them was dead three days later. <laughs> I'm still alive, motherfucker. You're gonna die. Yeah, pro days. probably, probably. <laughs> uh, it's been about seven days since I've watched it. So uh -huh. it was that, nice knowing you. That would make sense. <laughs> right, right around there. I got about got about 18 hours left, I think. It's just like the, uh, the camera goes out for a second, it comes back up, and you're murdered. <laughs> All of you watching will die as well. And I'm um, standing here trying to look innocent. <laughs> Little, you got some red on you. Uh, okay. So for those of you that uh, don't know, I, I absolutely love true crime. I, I'm, I, it's one of my favorite genres of, of documentary and podcast. So uh, Ted Bundy, I'm actually pretty familiar with. Um, but I, I think that this documentary does a really good job in kind of demonstrating. So one thing, if you're if you're really into true crime like I am, one thing you notice, especially in this time period of like the 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, you realize how far we've come in forensic evidence and mm -hmm. DNA evidence and, and ways to kind of catch crime before it gets to this point. Um, and this... You're talking uh, about thought crime, right? What's yeah, up? Pretty soon we're going to be a thought, thought crime. Thought crime? Thought crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this demonstrates the lack of... Honestly, just capability of the justice system. Uh, just, I, I mean, it, Ted Bundy is kind of one of the first known American serial killers. Uh, obviously there were definitely some prior to him, but he's, he's the first one that kind of defined the way we know serial killers today. So the way we kind of model that, that, uh, that forensic identity and, and FBI mm -hmm. profiling and all of that. Ted Bundy is the reason you recognize serial killers. He's, he's that guy. Um, I, so I feel like he's still a little bit in his own thing because even in popular media, most of the time serial killers are portrayed, uh, portrayed as like weirdos. Yeah. And like wackos and they're kind of yeah. off putting, like they yeah. look weird. This guy, if you were to see him in a crowd, You'd be like, who's that guy? You know what I mean? Like, there's, you don't and there's think a little and they, they go so into that a lot. They go into that a lot. And there's, there's a lot of that, but it's also the, the idea of like hiding in plain sight. Yeah. The idea of, um, you know, just the psychology of a serial killer, of somebody who lacks emotion, but finds a way to mimic it in a way that, <laughs> my point exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, but no, I mean, he, he is the, the, the first, uh, when it comes to comprising a serial killer. And this, honestly, this doesn't focus a lot on that. It actually doesn't even focus a lot on his crimes. It focuses more on, uh, him getting caught and then escaping and then his trial. Um, and it is, it is honestly just a baffling wonder at how much of a circus this guy's trial, capture, escape, capture, and escape was. Like it is, it's fucking mind blowing that that was even a thing. Like you've got this, you've got this crazed psychopathic killer who has murdered more women than he's on trial for. And not only does he escape once, but they get him back and he escapes again. It, it is so crazy. And then the, the trial is like how they have, I, I mean, obviously they are going to make a movie, but how they haven't made a movie of just the trial. Yeah. Forget everything uh, in else. In fact, Q was mentioning in, yeah. the, in the chat that he said, so no, uh, that James Hetfield of Metallica plays one of the cops in the movie and he was referring to the Zac Efron oh, okay. mm-hmm. movie yeah. version. Yeah, which is, which is coming out. And it, it is honestly, that is probably the most fascinating thing about the entire thing. Like you can, there, there are tons of podcasts and other documentaries that you can watch uh, that dive into his actual crime and all the things that they actually did. But this one really highlights just everything that happens after all of that. And it's honestly almost a more compelling story. It's it's pretty incredible. Um, You can watch it alone. Don't be a pussy. Um, Yeah, it's it's not... The the scary thing about it is that just how... I don't know how lax the justice system was back then. It wasn't even that though, because there's a lot of criminals that existed in that time where the only reason they were able to operate is because a lot of people don't realize that there was no, uh, inter like city jurisdiction type communication. So if you committed something in San Francisco and then you did a crime in Sacramento, even if they were the exact same crime, neither one of these precincts would ever talk to each other. Ever. Like they, they didn't share evidence. They didn't share, uh, profiles. Like they were completely separate things. And so Ted Bundy operates in that time, which is why he was able to basically just run amok and yeah. kill all these different people, even after he was caught and then escaped. It, it was, you know, it was pretty easy to get away with that stuff. You can't really do that now. And he's one of the reasons that you can't so, do that. So what is, uh, cause you meant, you've been mentioning a couple of times, like how people have been like, it's terrifying. Don't watch it alone. It's why he's not, it's, he's not a ghost. Yeah, no, he's, he's, not dead, the, guys. he's dead. He's, 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 he's very dead. dead. It's yeah. not like, he's not yeah. watching you watching him. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like no, just, just spoilers. The documentary <laughs> ends with his death. He, he's, this isn't like fallen. He doesn't like go into somebody else and start singing. <laughs> However, he did have a daughter, which oh dude, blows my mind. He, dude, he is the the pinnacle of serial killer profiling. Dude, look at the guy. Yeah, most of, he is the reason most serial killers have a family, and mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is a pastor in my church." I had no idea he murdered forty people. Like, he is the reason you have that profile. Like, yeah. and it's so they go into so aside from all that, you can watch it all. It's not terrifying at all. Uh, the only thing terrifying is if you develop a weird crush on him, and then you you have other issues, which uh, people did. Yeah, they did. Well, and, this is this is awkward. Yeah, look. Luckily for us guys, luckily for us, we have Jody Aris. So you're welcome. Uh, so I'm gonna give this wow. a. If you don't know who that is, I, good luck. But she's, like, she's really big in what Arizona. Uh, yeah. 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 I just yeah. think it's, I just think it's funny that again, this guy was 
rather good looking to the point where Zach Efron is playing him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not uglying it up. I think no, he's no, essentially he's just no. going to be Zach no. Efron. No, he's going to be Zach Efron with a 70s haircut. That's Yeah, that's essentially what it is. That's essentially what he is. Mm-hmm. But uh anyways, your friend's probably a serial killer. Uh so I'm going to give it um I'm going to give it 4 out of 5. Okay. Uh it was really good. I honestly I watched the entire thing in in one sitting. Um and look, I'm I'm a special breed of person and I will eat up anything true crime. So oh, All right. Well, there you go, guys. That was our Netflix Netflix of the week. Next up, it is time for some current events. What is first on the current events? First up is Apex Legends. Surprise video game, uh, which is how the world reacted to this. Like, there was no marketing for this. It just popped up, and then now everyone's playing it. I totally, when you did that, you were like, surprise video game. I would have been like, that was my first instinct, but I was drinking something. Now let's do the Scooby-Doo ending. <laughs> uh, so a little backstory on this. Uh, the company that made the Titanfall games, was they were working on Titanfall 3 and then just decided to switch gears and kind of, you know, Battle Royale games are popular right now. And so they just took everything and channeled it into Apex Legends, uh, the newest uh, free-to-play, mind you battle royale game and it changes it changes the genre a little bit and it's uh danny you were saying it is super popular right yeah, now. yeah uh it? 10 million uh new users in a quarter of the time that Fortnite mm-hmm. got 10 million yeah that's crazy that is insane um and i can see why this game is it's it's ridiculously addictive and fun uh they i think uh like one of the the key things that makes it interesting is uh, there aren't any squads or duos or solos. It's a, it's trios. And this is the only game that allows a squad of yep. three. A devil's triangle. A devil's triangle. No, guys, that's a drinking game. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. My, my mistake. Um, but um, you can definitely see the um, Titanfall influences. A lot of the sections of the map are maps from Titanfall. Okay. Um, and the mechanics, the game oh, mechanics yeah, the game feel mechanics. very mm-hmm. Titanfall. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The running, sliding. Yeah. Even the way you dive into the map, like you come yeah. in real like yeah. hard and heavy. Coming in hot. <laughs> uh, that's that's another cool thing. There's no fall damage, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one of the unique aspects of it, because you have the squad, um, you can actually revive your teammates. So like if they get downed, you can get them back up. If they actually are killed, you can grab their dog tags and they have respawn stations that you can run to and respawn them. I mean, given you got to, you still got to keep cover because it takes time to bring them back in. Right, and people right. will try so, to kill like you. Like Halo in that way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But more deadly for more sure. Deadly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I can tell you right now, I am not a fan of Battle Royale games. I, 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 I don't care for them at all. Probably one of the first ones I've tried. Okay. And I don't love it, but, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I got to play with Danny a little bit and that actually made it more enjoyable because even though we got our ass kicked repeatedly, it's, it's, you know, getting to, to talk to a friend and us trying to like come up with tactics, even though our third party member would always fuck off somewhere else. And that's, yeah. that's like where this game falls short a lot is that 
you can only do trios. If, if, mm. if it's just two of you going into it, you more often than not, that third person is just going to go fuck off. Yeah. Okay. And it really takes away cause you need to be able to communicate. You need to be able to kind of know where everybody is at all times. Um, because there are going to be other trios out there that are just going to be better than you and they'll pick you off one by one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that sounds awful. Then like that <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. Well, that's why I say if you you need to be able to communicate and be a good team and be able to rely on your team members. Yeah, it, I mean it's definitely a different breed of shooter than okay. yeah. what you're definitely what you're yeah. used to. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's your thing. I don't know that it's my thing. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, it's free to play, and for a free to play game, it looks beautiful because yes. they're you know, like Danny said, they're using a lot of the Titanfall stuff, and it it looks clean. It looks really good. And I will say this: one thing that might get you into it, Derek, is that um, the character system is very, very much Overwatch. In that each player has a passive, a special, and then an ultimate. Ultimate, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're all quirky characters. Mm-hmm. That yeah. It's still, I mean, thing. look, one of one of the biggest drawbacks of Overwatch is that you are reliant on your team members, uh, but not nearly as much as you would be, I, I think, in something that's like a battle royale. Because look, I can be on a shitty team, but I can still be great depending yeah. on what character I'm playing. Whereas this one, it sounds like. If you are on a team where you jump in and your two other team members fuck off, you, you are not going well, to live. Like, it's also it's it's a loot shooter too. Like mm-hmm. I, I imagine most battle royale games are like that, where you have to find shit. Mm-hmm. However, there's different grades of equipment, and so that also makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You can still be great and be the captain of your team when everyone else fucks off if you find the purple items. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, and that right up right out of the gate, you lost me. Like that kind of stuff where it's. You know, you, you show up with a, a, you, as soon as you get in the drop zone, some asshole found all the purple gear. Like, I, yeah. what, my, what the fuck my, am I going to do then? My first match, my two teammates grabbed all the guns, all the, all the stuff. So I was literally running around like an asshole with no weapons <laughs> until they got killed. Like yeah. they actually ran off and got killed. And then it was just me wandering around until I picked up like a grenade and then finally found a gun and got shot in the face. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was spectacular. Um, yeah, not, uh, not sold guys. Sorry. Yeah. But look, it's a free to play game. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's worth checking out. It actually didn't even seem like that was that big of a download to be honest. No, It was real quick for me. It took about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, uh, Aaron Golden says my pants hurt. I assume that's because he has a, a raging noner right now because mm. we're talking about this game. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds about it, right. It sounds like his style of game. So yeah. he's a big Destiny fan. I, I will say this: this got me to stop playing Destiny and PUBG. So yeah. it, take that. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So All right. I, 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 you know, if if you're even a little curious about if you're, if you're bi curious yeah about about these uh, battle royale games i would give this a try again you know because it's it is free to play and yeah i know that like um the other one they i blanking on it because i hate PUBG, the game so fortnite much. fortnite yes i know fortnite's free to play too but this is a different monster i mean fortnite still has all the building mechanics like mm. the that i don't like never liked him in the regular game, let alone <laughs> having to do battle royale <laughs> yeah. that way. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're into it, I would, I would give it a try. So what's next? Up next is something I really don't want to talk about. Oh, I already oh, know. Okay. Hello, Clarice. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm Batman. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear his bat voice. With all this bat diggery. Um, so 
there, there was a, just just to be clear that does not replace book diggery. No, it doesn't. Just, just to be clear, <laughs> no, it doesn't. To say that it does until it's official is a load of book diggery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it was announced that he is in, you know, being considered for the role of Batman. Yeah, I actually think he's Batman, the guy. I think there, it's all but official now. Is it? Yeah. Like so I remember not that long ago it was Jake Gyllenhaal. No, 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 no. No. He he is like the front runner. Okay. And they, right, but he's not nothing's like locked in. It's it's uh, yeah. It's all but announced. Okay. Well, uh, regardless, we want to know what you guys think. Are you uh, like do you have strong thoughts about this? Yeah. Uh if so let us is, know in the chat. Is this book diggery in your book? <laughs> So, uh, Derek, uh, you, I think, have the strongest feels about the Batman. So, uh, it, that's fair. Uh, look, I, I thought you were going to launch into a musical number right then. I was. <laughs> uh, well, I quit. I quit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go right alone in my principles. Um, no, I, look, I, my knee jerk reaction. Is to just lose it. Like, <laughs> just that, that was my knee jerk reaction was to start flipping tables and screaming at my TV screen, whatever. Uh, but honestly, like at this point, I, who fucking knows? I, it, this, that, look, uh, we all wanted to do the same thing. I, we, I'm too young to even know the backlash that Keaton got when he, when it was announced that he was going to be the new Batman. Like, yeah. nobody thought that was going to be a thing. I think what happened was everybody was like, what? They're making a Batman movie? But, but again, like he, he's not, he was not the prime choice. I'm no, sure it, like, it was. Everybody was like, Mr. Mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was not the person to play this role and he ends up knocking it out of the park. I had the same react when Ben Affleck was chosen as the Batman for the new one. I, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. The uh, feels drove me nuts. Pablo Torres asked, does Batman have sparkling bat nipples? And uh, Pablo, to answer your question, it is a little known fact that, be, and the reason is because Batman doesn't appear in, in the daylight. Uh, he actually does sparkle in, in the sun. Yeah. So yeah, this, this checks out. This is actually going to be a good fit, yeah. I think. <laughs> just can't wait to see that half of face just open the whole time. Yeah. Just <sighs> never closed. Uh, well, no, so, so, I, so we all lost it. With the with the Batfleck, yeah, we had a meltdown. Yeah, but then it turned out it was pretty good. It was one of our most listened to shows. Yeah, back, was, back then, it was it was actually pretty good. So honestly, do I think that he's the best choice? Eh, probably not. But I am actually going to reserve my my outrage until it comes up. And again, here's the here's the other thing that I'll mention, and then we can go to the comments. Is it really depends on what Batman story you're telling. Because I was just going to say that a lot of them. And honestly, he could probably fit one of them. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we all have this idea in our head that it's like, he can't be the Batman because this guy was Batman. And it's like, okay, he was that Batman. There, there are so many different incarnations of Batman. It's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and so he could be one that works. Who knows? Now uh, the thing I was going to say, um, he, he, uh, Robert Pattinson's a little bit younger. Um, like I want to say he was younger than uh, Keaton was or Kilmer. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards maybe he might be going for Terry McGinnis and that might be the Batman they're going to set up. And I, I think I'd be okay with that. All right. But I don't know. Only if they bring Keaton back to play old Bruce Wayne. 
All right. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more in just a second, Danny. Let me get the the chat since it's scrolling. Yeah, yeah, scrolling fast. Uh, Tim Lyris says he can be in the bat suit, but as long as they dub him over with Will Arnett's Lego Batman, I'm sold. In. <laughs> uh, Q, uh, Q says, "Oh God, this will be the biggest <laughs> mistake that DC will ever make. Robert Pattinson is not Batman material." Uh, Daniel Cutchins asks, "Who would be his villain, or who who would you like to see? Uh, would you like to see another Penguin?" Uh, no, but I'd like to build a snowman. Um, uh, Q says Robert is not even close to Christian Bale. Um, yeah. So, Danny, what were your, what were your thoughts? I mean, you started, but yeah. No, I was just saying that um, I, I would like to see a Batman Beyond uh, movie. Okay. Um, yeah. Pablo, Pablo Torres agrees. He can it, see that. I, and I think Robert Pattinson might be a good Terry McGinnis. Yeah, based on what the director's been, all the stuff he's been talking about, I don't think that's the direction they're going, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I think they're, like, Affleck's out, so they're looking to replace yeah. Batman for regular Batman movies, I think is what's happening. And it sounds like they were even leaning towards doing, like, a year one type of a thing, which, look, I, we, we already had that. Yeah. We, I don't. I don't want to see. Derek was just saying, "Is like, hey, at least we get to see his parents die again." Like, I, no, none of us need that. Yeah, we we, do, we really don't. The if you're introducing new heroes, I get creation stories. I really do. Sure, but all of these heroes have been reinvented so many times in recent history. We fucking know. Yeah, just show us a Batman who's a few years into his career. Fighting a villain that we've maybe not seen on camera before. That's like, it. that's what we want. That is all we need. I I hear you. I hear you. Next I, villain's going to be Calendar Man. Yes. yes. Dude, sold. Finally. <laughs> God. Uh, no, seriously. Please. Do you not know Batman's origin story? Because I'll fucking give it to you right now. You don't have to watch his parents die again. I'll tell you. They die in an alley. He becomes Batman. I... Like immediately. immediately. Like immediately. It's like, it, he, like, no... a, like a cocoon. Yeah. And then... yeah he goes <laughs> a into death hibernation he, he, until he, he's 18 he, he, and then he comes out of that. He, he, he carves no. out their bodies Wait, and creates a, a, a gestation cocoon of, this... of blood and guts is... and then emerges with okay. wings. Maybe it wasn't that simple. I'm sorry. I think I, think I derailed <laughs> the Batman origin story. Okay. You know what? Maybe we do need to see his parents die again just to make sure that we're all on the same track. No, no, no. I think we were on the right track. We just need to find the right director for that. Um, <laughs> anyway. Wow. Uh, so, uh, sorry, Danny. So your thoughts on, on Robert Pattinson were just like, if, if it were, if it were right, it's like if the, if the story were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd, you'd be okay with it. Yeah. Cause I mean, he is a lot younger than any other Batman that have come before him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, here's the thing, and I we were talking about this on the way over too. Is Robert Pattinson is not a bad actor. He was in a shitty series of movies that launched his career, much like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, where he was a a good actor. He did Titanic; it launched him into the mainstream. But let's be honest, Titanic is like the worst role that you've ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio play, but people iconicize it because it was this massive, massive fucking hit. And so I think Robert Pattinson kind of suffers from this. Yes, he was in Twilight, but he's, that's not like his best work. Like Twilight is shit. And so he's trying to kind of break away from that. But he is super broody. He is broody as shit. So And pale. Guys, yeah, yeah, look, I'm telling you. Checks out. 
he kind of checks out. It's it's not that weird. <laughs> I just uh, can't wait to uh, hear his uh, bat voice. Hi, Batman. <laughs> in a in his native accent. <laughs> Timothy Lear says there's an entire section of Beetlejuice limbo that is filled with Thomas and Martha Wayne's. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, my thoughts on this, I, ever since Affleck, uh, took over as Batman, my perspective has kind of changed. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I still hear casting choices and I'm like, no. Um, but a lot of times now, like when, when we heard that Affleck was going to be Batman, I was just like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And, I, literal meltdown. Like, but you asked me today. And now I'm just like, look, Matt Damon was Jason Bourne. Why do we not have a him as Robin in a Batman movie with Ben Affleck? You know, so what I'm saying? I, like I an adult Robin, right? Yeah. I don't. He could be Nightwing. I don't care. I just yeah, want to see be these Nightwing, two. He could be Arkham Knight. Jason Todd. Who I just, just want to see these two wrecking people, punching them in the throat with books, whatever. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'd be down. Um, but like that has changed my perspective on when I hear casting news. Yeah, and so. I, well, right in my brain, I'm not like, Oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Like that's not the first thought that comes to my mind, but I think anybody with the right direction and storytelling can probably be passable as Batman. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, cause you were, you were trying to, I think we were kind of discussing who's been good at Batman and who's been good at Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. on the way over here. And some people are better at others. I think, uh, George Clooney has been bad at both. <laughs> <laughs> So, which is remarkable because for the longest time he was like Hollywood's most eligible bachelor. Yeah, but uh, look, he he fucking phones that role in like you oh, would not yeah. believe. It's like yeah. he just wanted to drive the car and that was it. No, he literally shows up on set and it's like there's no Nespresso and then <laughs> like Andy Garcia never showed up to bring it to him. So he's like, "Well, fuck this. I'm not giving it my guys, all." Guys, guys, we all know the real star of that movie is Chris Casamasa, so <laughs> That is true. That is true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, so I honestly at this point, I, if, if he ends up locking in the deal to be Batman, I'm not, I'm not going to freak out. Um, I was telling Derek, I was like, if, yeah, if, if they were like Johnny Depp's the new Batman, I'd be like, get the fuck out of town. <laughs> right Who now. are you? Yeah. I'm Batman, mate. I'm Batman. <laughs> That's exactly how it would go down. I'm fucking Batman. Yeah. Where's no, the, you... where's the cave gone? Where's the cave gone? <laughs> Just. No. Uh, and Alfred's this, just this American asshole. No, 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 no. Alfred is Johnny Depp also. <laughs> they just redo At World's End and. Yeah. But Johnny Depp's everybody. But like, if I were to hear that Johnny Depp were cast as like the Joker or the Riddler or something like that, I would be like, oh, that makes sense. So there's still certain casting choices that if I hear them, they're gonna, I will be triggered. Uh, but this is not one of them. <laughs> uh, Matt Avila actually says anyone who hasn't seen Pattinson in everything after Twilight or in anything after Twilight is missing out. Uh, I think he can pull off the young Batman vibe role. Uh, Rory James says, I'm just at Batman fatigue, so I really don't care about casting. And that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, yeah. There's just been so much of this stuff. Yeah. It's look, I, I love Batman as much as the next person. He's probably my, my favorite hero, but. I do, I do think it's a little much. I, I, I think they're starting to get into the, 
Uh, actually, I think they've probably surpassed the Spider-Man when it comes to the reboot fatigue. Oh, yeah. And look, Spider-Man got lucky with, uh, with Into the Spider-Verse. Like, that should not have been as good as it was, and it just happened to breathe life into it. But even then, remember, I didn't want to go see it because I was like, I'm, there's too much Spider-Man out there. And honestly, if you didn't, as much as I might have ranted and raved about how great it was, you're completely justified in feeling the Spider-Man fatigue. And I think Batman is almost worse. I really do. Jason Lane says they can hire anyone to play Batman, but his voice should be dubbed by H. John Benjamin. (laughs) (laughs) For sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) And Alfred is uh, Linda. (laughs) Oh, man. Master Wayne. Uh, you know what? Fuck, throw this whole thing out. Let's just do Archer Batman series and just make that season. Danger Zone. I'm fucking sold on that. That's, that needs to be their next season. It absolutely has to be their next season. Just Archer Batman. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the greatest crossover. <laughs> I, is, I think his Bruce Wayne would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think <Yes>. so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I so want to see that. Anyway, oh, uh, wow. let's move on. All right. Let's. We, we spent right. way too much time on current events. We still got one more, I think. Yeah. Uh, Terminators, Dark Fate. Yeah. So there there was a, the possible name for this has been leaked. Not leaked. I think uh, James Cameron said that it's Terminator Dark Fate. What is this? This is the new Terminator. Yeah. Jeez. The one that's not being directed by James Cameron, but he is involved. Um, well, as you know, all the rights were right. to James Cameron of everything next year. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, this I don't know a lot about this film. It's going to be very female centric. Um, they're bringing who is back that in the middle. Did that's Mackenzie Davis. Who is yeah. that? She was in uh, The Martian. She was the one uh, that uh, found his the 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 Martian lander site uh, that was different. Sure. After every after everybody left and Sweet. found out Watney was alive. Yeah. Cool. But look, Arnold Schwarzenegger's involved. Linda Hamilton's back. Uh, so they're you know, the, and that was I guess a sticking point for Cameron. Like he's like, for me to be involved, these people have to be involved. Which I, as much as I don't always care for James Cameron, I think that's a solid choice. Okay. Because look, let's be let's be honest. Uh, Terminator Genesis or whatever is. Are we just gonna skip that one? Is not good. No, it's, and, it's really not. And I hope this erases it from. <laughs> I hope this Days of Future pasts it from existence. Yeah, that's, well, that's, well, here's the and thing. Honestly, bringing back Linda Hamilton, that's kind of what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, because her character died and or was dead by the events of Terminator Three. So yeah, I, this is. I think they're just giving it a hard reboot. <laughs> Too many timelines. I, I honestly, it might. This might just replace uh, three. Like it mm-hmm. might go back and retcon yeah. as if three never which, happened. Which honestly would be fine. If so I want to see if you go back and just erase three through Genesis. Uh, I, I think you're fine. I, I think that's the <laughs> smart move. I want to say that uh, Cameron said this is a direct sequel to Judgment Day. Yeah, then that's what that's what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the chick in the middle is playing John Connor. <laughs> checks out. And checks out. Look, gender doesn't mean anything now. So, yeah. uh, but who, who knew John Connor was gender fluid? Yeah, yeah dude. I, you Are know, you kidding? Way, seen, way to keep up with the times, there, Cameron. He seemed that way even back then. No, yeah, yeah. You can't just go around killing people, Come okay? On! <laughs> uh, you just can't. 
anyway, uh, Jason Lane says, I always love the Terminator movies where no matter where they are, the future, past, now in battle, sleeping, etc., their hair looks perfect. <laughs> Facts. It does. It's styled and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly feathered I, and lethal. Look, I from maybe maybe I'm just going blind to my old age, but I swear to God, I looked at her in the middle and I thought, is that a new rapper? Who is that? Like I thought for sure that was like Post Malone's protege. Like I, Daniel Cutchin says, need Edward Furlong back. <laughs> I I wouldn't be the least bit surprised since they brought back Linda Hamilton. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if like the stinger at the end of this movie was an Edward Furlong tease. I don't I doubt it just because I mean yeah his his career has not uh, taken the trajectory I that did, I assume I, he thought it would. I but could be wrong. Apparently Didn't he's he die? No. No. no it was he, Brad Renfro. He's been playing like a serial killer on CSI's and stuff. Oh, has years he? And years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Checks out. Um and doing crow movies that went straight to video. But, <laughs> oh god. Uh, he, um, oh god, that one was so From what I understand, he's kind of an asshole. Like I think really? he's hard to work with. Mm, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know that he'll be back. <laughs> he did the thing. I did. And I <laughs> I wish I could say I did that on purpose, but I didn't. So anyway, <laughs> let's uh let's should have owned on. it, man. I should have, but I didn't. Well we did have one more. Do you just want to skip it? What, what's what's the it's one? It's the the end of the Badlands news. Uh, real quick. Real okay. real quick. Oh, that's super quick. Just because yeah. it's a it's a dumb header, but I yeah. it's the, the only reason I included it. That's so dumb. Into the sad uh, honestly, with the way season three was, not that sad. Right. But it's apparently season three is not over. What? It's it was like a mid-season break. Oh, God. And Wait, what? Yeah. The, for the, uh, all the articles I read says it's coming back and it's going to wrap up in eight, eight episodes. The fuck? Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I read with my eyes. That, I, so, but sure. anyway, look, I love this show when it first came out. Uh, second season? Not great. Nah. Uh, I, I didn't, did I even start the new season? No. I, I, I haven't, I haven't started it. I don't think you did. I, I think I'm the only one of us that has actually, and I, it and I will say this. Uh, I did start it. Okay. I think I got like two episodes in and then I stopped. Yeah. I'm going to blame AMC for why this show isn't doing so well because they put so like such a long hiatus between seasons that people just forget about it. Yeah. Uh, I look, am actually going to disagree with you because I actually think the story uh, has derailed so far from what made the first season great. Um, that, uh, they, whoever, whoever is the showrunner and whoever is the writers, um, they are not continuing on with what, what we really liked. So they started going into the, for some reason they thought we liked the weird, like mystical, like everybody's black eyes and magic superpowers. Magic superpowers. It's it's the most boring part of the show. Nobody, nobody gave a shit about that at all. Yeah. Uh, and then they do, yeah. they keep trying to like retcon everything in real time. Like it is the yeah. season three is like everything that has ever happened has some big important yeah. meaning that you, you didn't know before. Ask it's, anyone about the first season, and it's like Sunny taking down like ten guys, or the fight with the Black Widow in the, yeah. or the Widow in the in the, the bar, like and the fights between the main characters yeah. that are just really well choreographed. They're exciting. All the stuff in the first season that featured, I mean, the kid's just annoying, but the kid when, and he would do the black eyed thing and get all super powered. It's, it was fine because it was minor, yeah. but I never found it super interesting. And so in the second season, when they're like, we're going for it, and you're like, I don't care. And then yeah. the third season started where they were just like, Hey, it's all this. Even Sonny's <laughs> getting in on the action. And you're like, I d- didn't yeah. want that. It's, it's, uh, it's really not good. 
Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's really bad. So I, I don't even think it's a, a, a space <laughs> thing. I think it's just a bad, it's just bad storytelling. Jason Lane says, Into the Badlands is also how I described binge watching season three. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is yeah, accurate. That's good. Like, that's I, good. Yeah. I like that. I didn't make it past those first couple yeah. episodes, dude. I'm so there are things that happen in season three where I was just like, get the I I rolled so fucking hard. Hang on, uh, is Nick Frost still in it? Yeah, yeah. I'll still yeah. watch it. Yeah. No, but he can't even make it good because he's not Nick Frosting. Like, oh. <laughs> I've said that before, Nick Frosting. Uh, but like, sounds when, delicious. So when he first shows up in season two, he's very Nick Frost and. Okay, that's a good addition. I, I don't think he's utilized as well as you should. And then once you get into season three, he's everything you hate about the show. He's, oh. he's, uh, they keep yeah. changing his backstory. I, honestly, he did nothing for me in the second season because I didn't actually even want that. I liked what I got in the first season. Yeah. I didn't need a plucky comic sidekick who then also leads us further into this mystical power yeah. storyline. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. So look, I, and I know I get it, man. AMC has got to make room for another season of the walking dead. So <laughs> it, it, it checks out now that, you know, the majority of the cast is gone. <laughs> Everybody's like, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. But yeah. anyway, so that was, that yeah. was all we wanted to say is that it, it is being canceled. So, so sorry. Um, uh, that uh, is, that's it. That's it. It is time. Let's do it. All right, guys. So we're going to play a little game right now. So uh, I am calling this game Pitch Room. And um, I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. But basically what I have here, I have uh, I have a deck of cards. Multiple decks, actually. An ordinary deck of cards. Yes. No, nothing up this sleeve. Nothing up this sleeve. <laughs> All right. So this big, this deck here is, uh, it's character, it's actual like actresses, uh, sports stars, singers, celebrities, and then also some fictitious characters from movies, video games, books, that, that sort of a thing. Uh, this small deck here is just genres. There are types of, they're mediums. So like TV, video games, books, movies, that sort of thing. What we're going to do is we'll draw a card from the genre category at random. We'll draw two cards from here. And then each genre has subgenre cards that are mashed up. And we will draw a couple of those. And then our job is we each have to pitch you whatever the genre is mixed with the subgenres, including the celebrities that are involved. And you guys pick the best pitch out of the three Yeah, is how it's going to work. Okay. Now, I will say this. Just to give a, a little bit more detail, if there is a fictitious character that you draw, you're not treating them as though they're a real person, but they do need to be featured in whatever the thing is. So, so they could, one of the actors could be playing that character. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're kind of a curveball because if you draw like movie and your subgenre is like romantic dramedy you know, or romantic drama, but you pull like Jason Voorhees, like you have to... <laughs> You have to pitch a movie with Jason Voorhees oh, no. in this scenario. So yeah. that's, that's where the wackiness comes in. So, um, so, uh, communally, we'll all be using the same two celebrity characters and we'll be using the same main genre, but we'll have separate subgenres for everyone. Okay. To keep it simple. Okay. So, all right. Uh, so let's just, uh, let's just shuffle these up real quick. And, uh, Derek, you want to just, we'll just do it this way. Pick, Pick a, a card. card. Any card? Not that card. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, oh, Jesus. Just, just read All it. All right. Uh, comic book. Comic book. All right, we're making a comic book. All right. And, uh, this is something we know nothing about. Right. <laughs> that has a T Rex and Han Solo. <laughs> oh, I love where this is going. 
Okay, and then I believe this is the... Please okay, be so romantic comedy. Please be romantic comedy. All right, so this is the subgenre deck. And how uh, many subgenres do you have? You have... There's one for each of the main, main genres. So there's okay. like six total, I think, or four or something like four or five. All right, so uh, we'll just draw two at random for you. To a random for me. Yay. And then I'll just read you yours, Danny, so you don't have to come over and get them. Okay. Um, all right. So, Danny, you have to, oh, okay. you have to, your comic <laughs> book is both fantasy and a biography. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. About a T-Rex and Han Solo. Derek? Uh, mine is a horror, is a comic, uh, it's a comic book that is a horror sci-fi. Jesus, that's not. I that's, know. That's, I know. It's totally unfair. And mine is an educational historical comic book <laughs> <laughs> about uh, Solo and a T Rex. So, uh, who would like to go first? <laughs> oh man, I, I think Derek should go first since he got like the easiest one to put I, together. So, okay, so like you would think that this is easy, and it is. But it's, here's here's the problem. Here's the problem is. Because it's so easy to put this together, it lacks the creativity of an educational historical comic book that features a T-Rex and fucking Han Solo. <laughs> so I can see how I can lose this pretty easily, actually. Yeah, I, there are some some difficult combinations. And yeah. I do think the more mundane the combination, the more difficult it is. But uh, so you can also get yeah, you can't obviously add additional genres or anything like that. But any you know, you can get creative with your pitch to try to sell it because that's the whole idea is that we're in a pitch meeting and we're trying to get this idea greenlit. Yeah. So do you? <laughs> Shit. Do you want me to go first? No, no, uh, no. I, I, I might be able to go. I I'm, think I I'm have a go. pretty I'm good do, idea. Do it. He's got I, it. He's okay. Dax, uh, Dax got it, everyone. Yeah. I, mine's, <laughs> Suck mine's, on some Dax. Mine's relatively easy, so okay. I'm, I'm going to try to go with this. Okay, so picture this. Imagine Comic, if you will. Imagine if you will, right? Han Solo is pushing the limits of the Millennium Falcon, and he ends up going 86 miles per hour. <laughs> And it sends him. I get it. You can't go 88. It's trademark. It's yeah, trademark. Yeah, yeah. So, tail it down a bit. Uh, and he goes back in time. Uh, and he, uh, comes into a strange land. Him and Chewie, they, you know, they get off and they're like, oh my God, what is this? And then, uh, the T-Rex shows up. And of course, Han shoots first. But it does not kill the T-Rex. So now, uh, he, the T-Rex comes, destroys the Millennium Falcon. So now they're stuck in the prehistoric time and now they have to survive the T-Rex. And, uh, all he's got is his little, his little, his little shooter. It's a DL-44. I don't give a fuck what it's called. That's all he's got. Uh, and, and Chewie. And they have to survive in this prehistoric world while they try to repair the Millennium Falcon in that time while the T-Rex is chasing him. All right, that was okay. that was Derek's pitch. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, do you want to go, Danny? You want me to go? Uh, yeah, I will go. Okay. Okay. Go Take it away. So, once upon a time in the kingdom of Corellia, uh, there lived a family, the Solo family. <laughs> How did they get their name? <laughs> it's it's not important. It's not important. It's not important. It's not important. Um, oh, I think it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Solos lived under the cruel authoritarian government king, uh, dictator, um, uh, the Dino King. 
Okay. And so, uh, one day Han's family is killed by the Dino King because they sneezed in his presence. It, it is. It's very sad. So Han is left, uh, by himself and he's taken in by, let's say this mage preacher kind of, uh, wizard character. All right. And he finds out that in order to defeat the dinosaur king, he needs to steal the last T-Rex egg and hatch it and learn how to control the, the last T-Rex in order to take down the king. And the story is kind of, uh, his journey on dis- training and, uh, hatching this egg and training the dinosaur and to form a kind of a kinship or bond with this T-Rex in order to take down the dinosaur king. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds about as boring as a biography would be. So <laughs> I think you nailed it, Danny. <laughs> uh, narrated by David Attenborough. Solid. Sold. Sold. It's a, a comic book that's narrated by David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, he's reading the comic book. It's a digital comic. He's reading the comic book. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a digital comic. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so again, my subgenre was historical and educational. I'm so excited. Yeah. This. Let's, let's, uh, so here's the thing, guys. Comic books, right? Everyone loves them. The problem is you want young, young viewership, right? Young readership. Uh, but hey, they're not educational. We can get comics in schools, okay? And we start with Marvel Comics. They're doing the whole Star Wars thing, right? Well, where does Star Wars take place? A long time ago. Boom. <laughs> history. <laughs> We're going to teach kids history, but they're not going to know they're learning history because Han Solo is taking the Millennium Falcon back to boop, 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 the time of the dinosaurs. Okay. And he's going to team up and give educational information about what other than the T-Rex. That's right. Him and the T-Rex battling it out who shoots first? Han? T-Rex? Who knows, right? But the moral of the story is that uh, a, a meteor is going to take out the entire planet. Han gets out of there, though. So so what you're saying is... But he only has 12 parsecs. No, 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 no. Yeah. What Mike just did was say, hey, Doctor Who <laughs> starring Han Solo and a T-Rex. No, it was history because the dinosaurs were wiped out by a meteor. <laughs> Han Solo's actions had nothing. It didn't impact time didn't at impact all. Time. Okay, all so right. it's historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Highly educational. Wow. Oh my god. So um, there you go, guys. Those are our three pitches. Which uh, which idea? You- cast your vote in the chat. Which idea gets greenlit for production? We'll go ahead because I know there's a delay on the chat. So we'll go ahead and uh, move on to the next category. <laughs> You stack your genre cards there. I mean, Jason Lane just uh, basically just quoted Billy Madison at us. <laughs> All right. I'll go ahead and take comic book out just so we don't redraw that one. Uh, and then go ahead and uh, let us know in the chat uh, who you think uh, won. Wow. Thanks, Jason. Don't even yeah. bother drug testing Danny. <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, let us know which uh, which comic book you don't want to read the least. How about that? All right. A uh, simple no would have been just fine, Jason. TV series. All right. I'm going to do a TV series. Get the, uh, a TV series featuring Katniss Everdeen and Batman. <laughs> this, this actually strangely works way too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Here we go. Two genre cards. Bam. 
<laughs> Stop it. All right, D- Danny, I don't know what it is about biographies, but you have an adventure biopic about, uh, so like a bio series, yeah. adventure bio series about Katniss and Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pitching a political crime show about Katniss and Batman. It actually kind of fits. It does. Yeah. So, so Gotham Hunter Games. It's <laughs> works out. Totally checks out. Just, uh, yeah, Batman's working from inside District 1. <laughs> okay, well, no, no, no. Let's not give him his pitch. Yeah, I know, Thank right? you. Perfect. It's fucking yeah, you're competition, welcome. Danny. <laughs> I just don't like mine, so I'm working on Mike's for him. Uh, Davina D- Lair says, I vote Mike's comic pitch. So, so you got... It's an amazing coincidence, because I vote for my pitch as well. Weird. So weird. <laughs> um... Anyway, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us all time to think by reading some chat comments. Oh, okay. How about that? Um, let's see. I don't know who this was directed at, but Jason Lane said at no point in your rambling incoherent response. Oh, he was talking about mine. Were you even close to anything they considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Yep. Wow. That's, that's strong. Uh, Timothy Lira said, think of it. Everyone loves Mac and me, but what is missing? I'll tell you things kids love. And what do kids love more than dinosaurs and pirates? Put in a T-Rex and Han Solo into the roles and add space. Boom. Space pirate wars sells itself. It's a pretty solid pitch. That's right. But you didn't draw the cards, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so nice try. <laughs> um, by the way, right. thank you, Jason, for your donation to my GoFundMe. Yeah. He he loves he was negging you, bro. Yeah. Negging. <laughs> I haven't seen that since the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um who wants to go first? I can, I mean I don't want to make Derek go first because he went first last time. So yes. I I'll I'll go first or you can go first, Danny. It's up to you. I, no. <laughs> I do not want to no, go first. You're not going first? Okay. So um all right. Here's here's my pitch for a political crime show. Uh, starring for featuring Katniss Everdeen and Batman. Mm-hmm. All right. So guys, Gotham, real popular right now. Am I right? But it's ending. So what do we need to do? Right. We need to take it darker, right? Everyone's like, no, lighten up the comic movies. No, we need to go super dark, super dark, right? Gotham has turned into this crazy where everything's locked down into different zones, right? Uh, they do, they do these battle royale style games, right? Where Batman, they try to hunt Batman. Right. Every oh, time. Yeah, I like that. But he, he ends up taking everyone down every time. And then this, uh, this girl Katniss, who is crazy with a bow and arrow, right? Like Hunger Games. Everybody loves Hunger Games. So we get her involved, right? She's now in there fighting Batman. But whoa, what's happening? They team up, right? Now you may be wondering what, what's the, what's the overall feel of the show? Well, crime and politics. How you ask? Well, Katniss, they fake Batman's death, right? So that she wins. Suddenly, boom, she's got political power over Gotham. She uses that to influence while Batman sneaks out, right? He's no longer Batman. He's now El Bato Nuevo. Why? Why? What is going on? I have never seen anybody try to make up a pitch in real time. Like, as, as he says, El Bato Nuevo. <laughs> and there goes our Spanish speaking audience. Look, you gotta Thanks. market to, to, you gotta market to Telemundo as well. Okay, I feel, guys? I feel like the only thing that is selling this is your excitement. 
Forget the words that are coming all, out of his it's mouth. All, it's all part of the pitch meeting. You got to... <laughs> You got to let them know that you're passionate about the project too, guys. That's all I'm saying, right? It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to. No. But as this new persona, he continues to fight crime while Katniss handles everything from the political standpoint. And they meet up in secret, right? And they have a super secret team uh, so that they can solve weekly crimes on the show. But also in the criminal justice system, there's two parties. <laughs> And they cover both. Dum, dum. There you go. That's my pitch. Actually, be da 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 I have no fucking idea what just happened. Oh shit! Wow. Wow. Okay. Jason lays that all of this political crime show Bat Miss Katniss can work immediately just have it described and reenacted by the group from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Boom. Charlie, uh, but Charlie I'm, Day is like yeah, five different characters. I, I'm pretty sure I just Charlie Dayed that no, picture. You, you, yeah. Oh, you totally did. did. I pictured the board, the meme with him just going, here's how this works. <laughs> For some, for no reason whatsoever, there is a string that just leads to the name El Bato Nuevo. Oh shit! And it's not connected to anything else. It's just floating. Oh shit! Wow. Um, All right. So who's next? Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to make a little bit more sense here, guys, uh, but not much. Uh, all right. So Batman, right? Uh, Just remind he, everyone what your subgenre is real quick. Uh, so my subgenre is sci-fi romance. Okay. okay perfect. So Batman, in his, in, his, uh, in his detective wisdom, has discovered how to get immortality, right? So he... Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure. There's some kind of magic, some kind of sci-fi magic going on here, right? We'll, we'll like figure a, it out as like we go. Like a on. Lazarus pit. Like a Lazarus pit. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So he's figured out how to defeat everybody. Don't he's the help only him. one. He's the only one that knows how to use the Lazarus pit. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, so he's the only one that knows how to use it. So he ends up surviving long enough to see the fall of society and have it be rebuilt into. The Hunger Games Society. Okay. Right. right. And so because he's been lasting long enough, uh, he's watched the society, he's been watching from the shadows, and Batman makes a mistake, right? He makes a mistake and the and the the president, whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. and all his little sub guys, they find Batman and they capture him and they say, You know what? We know you. We know who you are. You've lived too long. So they destroy his Lazarus pit. So now he's stuck in this world. He doesn't get to live past it, right? Okay. All right. And so they throw him into the Hunger Games. And who should he meet but Katniss? And Katniss is like, look, I've done this before. I know what this is like. I can help you. And obviously a little, little, little resistance, right? There's right. a lot of that, right. that sexual tension a la bones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where there's a lot of sexual banter back and forth. Like some puns. Some, some. A lot, lots of puns. There's gotta be a lot of puns, but you know, they're going to fuck. You absolutely <laughs> know. That they are going, give it like season four. So it's like a five season plan. Yeah. Is that what it is? Like season four or five. But there's, there's, look, there's a lot of semi romance going on in there. Uh, they, they keep beating the games and the game master has to keep inventing new shit. But Batman, he's smart as fuck. So he always knows how to beat the games and Katniss is his, you know, love. And so he'll do anything for her, even though he's like, nah, I'm not really into you. You know what I mean? But then season five, they fuck and then it's, uh, 
And it's just they have babies in the Hunger Games. It's all okay. You can do all kinds of crazy shit, guys. My my one question, and this honestly, it's a deal breaker for me. But yes. will Robert Pattinson be playing Batman? <laughs> it's yes. perfect. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. It really is. Yes, yes. I have just given you guys. It's not a movie, guys. That he's doing. He's up for Batman the TV series, The Hunger Games. <laughs> I would like to point out too. This goes back to mine, where Tim Lyra says this is the part where Maxwell gets dragged off the studio lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh God, Jason! Yes, and it's hot. Jason Lane says, "I keep waiting for Derek to say, and that's when the lesbian scene between Katniss and Catwoman takes place, and it's hot." <laughs> Season six, baby. Here yep. we go. Season six. It's always season six. <laughs> oh, all right. So there you go. That's my uh, Katniss Batman sci-fi romance TV series. And, and we've had uh, some some titles, I think, thrown out. The Gideons of the Galaxy and the Batman games. Solid. Yeah. Solid. I like the Batman games. Uh, I like it. Yes. All right, Danny. No stalling any longer. All right. Give us an adventure biopic right. or bio series. So this is the story of Katniss Everdeen. All right. She lives all the way in District 12. All right. She hears that there is kind of an uprising in District 1. And there is a mass vigilante running around causing havoc for President Snow. She decides... President Snow. Clearly, he's a man who knows his Hunger Games. Yes, he does. I do know my Hunger Games. Yes, he does. Um, And so she decides, this guy needs a sidekick. I'm going to get to District 1 and be his sidekick. And so the, the the adventure is her traveling through the districts, fighting crime wherever she goes to, you know, hone her skills and get her ready to become Batman's sidekick. And together they team up and they take down President Snow. Is it is it filmed in like the style of The Office? Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to say more more uh, Joss Whedon, or, Buffy, Angel, or like doc like a documentary with yeah. Well, just look, just frame it in the History Channel and call it Aliens. You know, just, no, I'm going to say this. It's filmed like the way they filmed, um, like Katniss's story in, um, whatever the third one was, um, uh, Mocking Jay, where they, she has her own like gorilla camera crew with her. Okay. That's how it's filmed. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know if that really fits the biopic genre, but it's, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. I, as long as there's some, some, Ex- exploration of the characters uh, history and backstory oh, throughout the series okay. that'll right. be like the I first think, yeah. like I'm, I'm thinking maybe we'll do like three seasons of this it's yeah. th- think of like kung fu how it just follows her exploits yeah okay and look and batman, right. batman's got a he's a tough egg to crack yeah yes to get those intimate details yeah she's like the lowest lane to his batman i guess just trying to find out more but with action. Yeah. Hot. Action. Hot. Romance. Desire. <laughs> you should have done the whole pitch in that voice. Yeah, you absolutely should have. Probably would have won. <laughs> All right. So let us know, guys, uh, who uh, who won that round. Also, there was only like one vote for the other one. And so I guess it was me <laughs> that won that. CBS this fall. All right. And then we'll, uh, we'll do one more. Uno mas. One more. You, did you put those underneath? Uh, yeah, put right. them at the bottom. All right. Oh my god! Music album. Oh, oh yeah! I'm so excited for this one. Oh my god! <laughs> this is gonna be dumb. A music album? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. A music album featuring Lucy Liu and, and 
What? Oh, and Master Chief. <laughs> what? <laughs> now remember, Lucy Liu is the real person. So she's the one that's performing the album. And it just has to somehow feature the Master Chief. Okay. All right. Whether it's a product tie-in or something. Okay. All right. Or it's in a music... I don't know. It's just use, yeah. your, use your imagination. I'm excited for these subgenres. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, God, Derek. Two, two subgenres. Oh, man. <laughs> what? Uh, Danny, you have reggae and K-pop. What? what in the actual fuck is punk dubstep? <laughs> It's just noise, man. It's just noise. <laughs> what? what is that? And uh, I have sh- Christian show tunes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Lucy Lou featuring Master Chief. Uh, Brisket says uh, uh, Derek's was the craziest that time. Uh, Jason Lane says there were no winners here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think Danny's going first this time. Oh God, why? Because <laughs> we've already gone first. <laughs> and and what, what what were my subgenres? Reggae and K-pop. K-pop. Jesus. Uh, okay. Well, that can tie into the Lucy Liu thing. Um, is that racist? Fucking racist. Is that racist? That's not racist. Jesus. <laughs> Super racist. It's, it's, it's tiny. It's, 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 no, like, don't no. even, don't even read into it. No, it's fine. She's not Korean. <laughs> All I'm saying is you put Lucy Liu next to Korean. I can't tell them apart. Okay. God damn it, Danny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's racism. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's exactly what that's it's exactly called. That's exactly what that is. That's, that's the definition <laughs> of racism, Danny. <laughs> Also, don't think I don't appreciate your ability to stall right now. I get it. Okay, thank you. I love it. Um, I, I, I where the fuck do you go with this? Um, <laughs> I don't even know, man. Um, I look when I okay. was I was going through these last night, just drawing at random, and some of these pairings are so stupid hard. So okay, what what? So what? I, I guess what is the goal for the music? Do we have to come out with like a couple hits? It's like an album. You're doing an album. Okay, like an album name or with like two or three songs. You don't. You can if you want, but you don't have to. You're just again. You're just pitching the idea of this to someone to to greenlight. If you have a if you have a name or some song names as examples, uh, that'll probably help sell your point. But it's it's not mandatory. Uh, look, I got nothing here, so this is going to come out like. It, it is going to come out really racist. Okay. <laughs> Just full disclosure. Just everybody. full disclosure. Uh, the comedy from this is going to come from racism, kids. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Jason Lane says, My racist grandpa's just shaking his head at Danny. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So Lucy Liu comes out with a reggae slash K pop album uh, uh, called. Uh, <laughs> Mastafarian. <laughs> Featuring the song Finish the Fight. Oh my god. Um <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. That's all I got, man. It's it's shit. Wow. Yeah. It's shit. All right. All right. Well, look, I look, I've had some time to marinate on how to yeah. make this work. So, uh so Lucy Liu, one of our favorite characters by Lucy Liu, is of course Oren Ishii, right? And sure. 
Lucy Lou in her spare time was like, you know what? I want to make an Oren Ishii punk album. Okay. And so she makes this punk, this punk album, right? Called Crazy 88. And it's all just straight like Sex Pistols punk, right? Just old school punk rock with her as the front girl, just doing the screaming thing, right? And then some weird dubstep, let's call them Skrillex. Uh, Skrillex comes along and he's like, dude, I fucking love your album, but I want to remix the fuck out of this. Can I remix your album? But I'm also a really big Halo fan. I'm kind of into that right now. So how about I remix your album with dubstep and I throw in a bunch of Master Chief stuff and we call it the Crazy 88 Cortanas. How do you feel about that? And she's like, do it. And then boom, that's what it is. The Crazy 88, the Cortana remix. There you go, guys. There's there's Derek's pitch. You're welcome. I like that so much better than mine. <laughs> All right, so I have to pitch uh, a Christian show tunes for the love of Pete. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. So listen up. Um, Lucy Lou, big, you know, big, big, big show tunes fan, right? Also born again Christian. Uh, she really, really wants to sell stuff for families. You know what I mean? But she also wants to appeal to the younger audience. So, uh, so we've got we've got this uh, this Halo tie-in, right? And we're gonna. She's her album is uh, big band hits from the flood, right? <laughs> oh, that that ties into Christian mythology. And obviously, I like it. and obviously, the flood. You know, Christian boom, yeah, right? right? It's d- all double entendre. It's all, yeah, yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah, use it. Yeah, uh, I, I do also want to point out that all of Mike's pitches are to appeal to the younger crowd. <laughs> I just want to be clear that all of them have started that way. Look, the kids want what the kids want. I guess you know what I mean. <laughs> We're, we're making this content for the children. Okay. <laughs> How else do you get kids in church, Derek? Oh, well, I, anyway, not, so not this by Christian show tunes by Lucy Lou. This, and this, this album is going to feature all your favorite show tunes from, uh, from the Halo ring world. I'm talking not in the face. You know what I mean? Big stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know, sung obviously by Lucy Liu. I can't do her voice justice. She has, she has the voice of an angel. Oh my God. Of, of a master chief angel. Wow. Uh, and of course, of course we get, we get, uh, Sony, Sony, right? To do, uh, not Sony. Who does, who owns it? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, Microsoft. I didn't come prepared for this meeting. (laughs) We get, we get Microsoft to sign on. They get master chief to do all the music videos. It'll be a big thing. Again, Charlie Day, just all over the place. <laughs> all these ideas are so wacky. How do you not Charlie Day them? I, I know, don't know. It is true. That is very true. Uh, uh, Brisket gives me the win again. So they, they, I have a fan. I Donald Trump you. gave me the win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> big fan of Danny's race selection. Go, Danny. Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Anyway. I will be big in white America. Oh, wow. Well, that, uh, uh, that's all the time we have for that. Yeah. Um, so, th- again, this is an idea that I'm actually working into a real, like, card game, like in a Cards Against Humanity style game. Yeah. Um, so if you guys thought, like, this was interesting and it might be something you'd like to play with your friends, uh, let me know. Because uh, I've put a lot of time into the laying the groundwork. Yeah. Uh, needs some tweaks and stuff like that. But I think it's super fun. Yeah, like, it's, it's I actually had a really good time playing hard, it. Man. It's hard. Yeah. As shit. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. I had a, but I can imagine, like, sitting around with your friends 
and trying to come up with this kind of stuff. You have, you know, just like Cards Against Humanity, you have one person that judges on your pitches. Um, and I, I think it could be a really fun idea. Uh, and I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, Timothy Laird does say Master Chief is my Jesus, number seven on the Billboard contextual obligation <laughs> charts. Uh, let Master Chief take the wheel. <laughs> Actually, Cortana take the wheel is a little bit better. Yeah, Cortana take the wheel. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Some, some good. Really yeah. dumb, uh, <laughs> yeah. Dumb I, I love it though, man. There's just how wacky you have to get and how weird you, you know, you really gotta, gotta stretch the mind, stretch the brain thoughts there. Yeah. And we didn't even get into the video game category. There was a video game and movie where we're yeah. still, oh, and novel and novel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still sitting here just trying to think up, uh, like Halo Christian show tunes, <laughs> Ring of Ring Worlds. <laughs> Uh, anyway um yeah so that's that's all that we have for that so once again uh danny if you could go back to the uh the regular border so we can throw up the website again i want to just re uh recap on the uh, oscar nominee thing so again last week on the show we gave our Oscar predictions for our upcoming Jacademy Awards show that will happen the week after the Oscars. You guys asked if you guys could get in on the action, so I have done it. If you go to our website and go to the contest page, there's an entry form. You put your name, your email, and you can just, uh, it has all the list of the nominees that we chose from. And you just make your selections and submit it. And then after the Oscars, I will go through all of them. I'll tally up who had the most uh, correct guesses, and that person's going to win some sweet, sweet digital movies. Sweet, sweet digital movies. Oh, yeah. Sweet digital movies. It's kind of weird hearing you softly echo me, but it's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. strangely that... erotic. My, my ear just got a little moist. <laughs> Look, it's, it's no weirder than any of the pitches we just spouted out. So This is true. Jason Lance says, I predict the Oscars will suck. Hey, you're probably right, but that will not win you digital movies. Fortunately, uh, <laughs> it will not. Uh, but go onto the page. Make your selections so that you can tell us why. Yeah. And, and then maybe you'll win. And honestly, if you just blind guess so that I feel better about my picks when we actually reveal them on the show, <laughs> that would be great. You still won't win anything, but you will have my gratitude. I so, feel like you picked with your brain this time. <sighs> kind of. A little bit. There was a, a couple times where I was just picking to be opposite of everyone else. Okay. Not going to lie. That's what I do. Yeah, it is. I'm a rebel without a clue. Wait. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. Anyway. That's actually number six on the yes. Christian Show Tunes album. So anyway, guys, uh, that is our time for tonight. But before we go, uh, just a couple quick shout outs. Uh, you know, again, head on over to our site. Uh, we have links to all our social media and stuff like that. We have a lot of cool video content that you can check out on our YouTube channel. And also for all patrons of the show over hey. on Patreon for as little as a dollar a day. No, a week, a month. What's correct? A dollar a, a day. A dollar a month. Just for your entire paycheck. For, yeah. <laughs> for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and, uh, you get, uh, extra, like, you get advanced access to all of our video content on YouTube. We also do other bonus content for you as well. So check that out at, uh, patreon.com forward slash jack of all nerd show. And, uh, we'd appreciate it, guys. Yeah. We, we, we love you. And yeah, we, we do. We want more of you. We do. So it's Patreon's Sunday. a great way to support us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys are listening to us on any of the Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, all that stuff, give us a great review, do a five star review. That helps a lot. Uh, and, and helps us, uh, you know, keep doing this. Yes. So, so thank you guys again. This has been the Jack of all nerds. We will talk at you later.